What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 118 of the Super Nerd Pals podcast. I'm your host for today, Chris Sampson. I'm Andy Carasquillo. And, and that's all we got! Uh, and, and Stan and Ryan are not here. They're both trapped in the ghost dimension. And so it's only it's only going to be us two, but we have a great show lined up for you guys. And Andy, how are you? I'm good. What about you? I'm 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 pretty good. I'm shocked. We we were just talking about this a couple of minutes ago, cause let's just get let's just dive right into the news flash. Drake Bell from yes, Drake and Josh, that old school Nickelodeon TV show you used to love and you probably still love. He's gonna be Robin, maybe. And and uh, Andy, you you dropped the knowledge bomb on me. Please elaborate. Oh, I. I fucking love it. Apparently, he's been just like teasing uh, the boy Wonder role, and it's not it's not a hundred percent confirmed, but um, it's definitely talk to be in Hollywood's main DC universe, uh, cinematic universe. So I don't know, man. I'm really excited about this. I feel like he would be pretty perfect. And and which Robin would it be? I mean, this is for the extended universe, so I know with like Suicide Squad, a lot of people thought that this is far enough into Batman's career where he already had some Robins. Like there was that one Robin with like the 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 Joker graffiti on it, so everyone thought it was Jason Todd, and the whole theory that the. Jared Leto Joker was actually oh, Jason. Yeah, Jared yeah. Leto's Jason Todd. So could this be Tim Drake Robin, or are they like re-retconning it so it's young Dick Grayson Robin? I don't know, but the picture that they have and it it struck me as interesting. Um, so the thumbnail for this like article is Drake Bell and Damian Wayne. So I don't. I don't know if they just did it as like, oh, we're going to throw Damien because it's Robin. I feel like at this point in the DCU, like where they're picking up from, Nightwing should already be established. So it can't be Dick Grayson. And I feel like the only two options would be Damien or, um, oh my God, why am I spacing on his name? Oh, wait! My I mean, Jesus. how many? How, how? How? It's like there's only like six robins. Yeah, but I can't. Tim oh, yeah, Drake. Tim Drake. Jesus Tim Christ! Drake. <sighs> it is too early <laughs> for for me Stan, to remember why, robins why off did the you, top of my head. Why did you like set this? up nine a.m. recording times? It's way too early. Because <laughs> uh, I oh, have okay. work right after we record. Oh, that's nah. all. <laughs> uh, okay, so Tim Drake. Yeah, so I feel like Tim Drake and or Damian Wayne are the only two like really viable options. I feel like it would be Tim Drake because I I think I mean Damian Wayne has been around for a, a while now already. I I guess like at least no. Um, when did Tim Drake or when did Damian Wayne first appear? He, it was a Grant Morrison's run, which was what like two thousand nine. So it's yeah, yeah it's like almost ten years there. ago, but I feel like between those two people, more people would know Tim Drake more. Well, remember, um, Damien's also had a lot of like spotlight 
Especially as of recently being in the new Injustice game. Like, he is the only Robin to be in Injustice, so... I don't know. It's possible that they're just trying to trying to get Damien's name out there. And then there's also all those DC movies with Damian Wayne, Son of Batman, um, Batman vs. Robin. I believe he's in Judas he's Contract. He's also in uh, Bad Blood. No, he's not in Judas Contract. Yeah, he's in yeah. Bad Blood, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. So he's been getting a lot of spotlight. I'm not sure if, if that's like coincidental or mm. whatever, but yeah. But yeah, basically how this all kickstarted, um, I think, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, but some artist drew Drake Bell as Robin, and Drake posted on Twitter. He also posted on Twitter uh, something with the caption, The Boy Wonder, and shared the Robin's logo. Yeah, then it got taken down, but fans managed to make a screen grab before it disappeared. Because they yeah. can always do that. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and, um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, actually, comicbook.com commissioned a fan artist named Boss Logic to make fan art of Bell as Tim Drake Robin. It's not necessarily confirmed that it's Tim Drake, like, like we just talked about. I don't know. Actually, now, now you like, now you talked about it. Damon Wayne making it to the big screen would be awesome. And then maybe you could have like a, a separate anthology movie where... Well, it's awesome because if they throw in Damian Wayne, that means that instead of getting like Tim Drake as Robin, we'll get Tim Drake as Red Robin and um, Dick mm-hmm. as Nightwing. Exactly. So, yeah. And then Jason Todd is well, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's half dead. He's never, we, we never really know if he's dead or not. I mean, he can come back to the Red Hood. Well, at the moment, it seems like he's fucking dead. But then so. this could set up for a Red Hood movie, which would be awesome. Or Under the Red Hood movie. It would be interesting to see an Under the Red Hood movie with Damian oh, Wayne. Oh, shit. That would be, That'd be boss. awesome. So, this is very exciting. Um, oh, yeah. And also related to our musings, um, if you didn't know, uh, I mean, there's worse things to think about. Or like, or or to worry about, but Drake Bell and Josh Peck had like a falling out because Drake tweeted like, "Sorry, brother, I'll miss you," because Josh didn't invite him to his wedding, and and everyone, everyone who grew up in the nineties is is crying out because the the two brothers aren't friends anymore. And Andy, we're, I, Andy and I were discussing if Drake Bell is actually Tim Drake or whichever Robin he is, who would Josh be? And Andy, what? Who would Josh be if? <laughs> no, we we said we said if he was playing Jason Todd, his arch nemesis would be the Joker. And then I said, or would it be the crowbar? <laughs> Josh, uh, it would be the I crowbar. Would be the Josh crowbar. would be he, he'll be dressing up in uh, like a green screen body, like this mocap suit, and then replace him with just like it's just a floating crowbar. Mind fuck just now, Chris. <laughs> Oh my god, this is perfect. Josh Peck will be the introduction of DC Universe to Yes! <laughs> so wait, the Rang's arch nemesis is the crowbar. No, the Rang is Nightwing's arch ne- or uh, one of the Robin's arch ne- nemesis. <laughs> 
For those of you who don't know, the Rang is a DC villain that I created. Who, who, who collects Batarangs that, that ba- Batman flings around, and he creates a whole suit made out of Batarangs. And he wears, he wears like a Batarang visor, like Kamina from Gurren Lagann, you know, the, the, but it's, it's just like a, like a Batarang, and he wears the sunglasses. <laughs> oh. oh, God. So the crowbar is the official, official villain. The best villain. Or that's it. That's We're it. Done. <laughs> DC DC Extended Universe confirmed the crowbar. The crowbar. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Well, speaking of DC Universe, um it also got rumored that HBO will be starting a Watchmen TV. Watchmen series. Now I don't know if this will follow the original Watchmen series or like before yeah. the Watchmen, which would be yeah. There's really a series of comic books. It's, it's called literally called Before Watchmen, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I but, haven't read any of them. Uh, have you read them? I've only read Rorschach's. Okay, how is that? It's really good. It's uh, Before Watchmen is basically um. Before the Watchmen was formed, and how everyone basically got inducted into the Watchmen, and how the Watchmen was started. But yeah, I'm really interested about that. Someone, um, IGN tried asking HBO questions about it, and HBO just kind of like put their head down and be silent. Mm. So that kind of tells me that it might be in the works. Yeah, and um, so like as far as most news outlets are saying or echoing each other, uh, Damon Damon Lindelof, uh, the co-creator of Lost and the Leftovers, um, it's reportedly or he reportedly struck a deal with HBO to make the adaptation to TV. The deal is very much in its early stages; nothing official or set in stone, but. There's a lot of hype, um, and uh, why wouldn't there be? Because it's Frank Miller's, one of great, Frank Miller's greatest works. Um, and I I mean, I'm not familiar with The Leftovers, but apparently it's a really, really good show. So I need to check it out. And uh, like, so would you rather have the prequel stuff or just, you know, the original story just broken up and serialized? It would be nice to... Uh, cause I feel like if they did just the original stuff, they'd probably get like one to two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like two or three. Um, it's a pretty long book. Mm-hmm. But, um, I feel like if they want to do an extended series, they should definitely start with Before the Watchmen and bleed into the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of do the in- the series in its entirety. I'm just thinking, like, um, and I wonder. I assuming they let's say they they do the original graphic novel. Are they gonna like how faithful are gonna be? And like, because I know with Zack Snyder's, uh, they they changed the the big ending to it, but I appreciated how Snyder changed it. It made. Even though they changed the material, it made sense. So, 
Uh, in the movie, it was Ozymandias's plan to make all of humanity mistrust Dr. Manhattan by framing Dr. Manhattan to create all these ex- giant explosions. Uh, in the original graphic novel, basically everyone in the world, or actually all the world governments, agreed to a ceasefire because Ozymandias created this huge, like, trans-dimensional eldritch being to come out. And it was an illusion, but everyone was was fearful of this like eldritch Cthulhu like monster that was was invading, as opposed to the external threat of Doctor Manhattan. And it's been a while since I watched the movie, but I really appreciated that. I think in I think it, it fit the inner world's or the movie's inner world logic really well. So I'm really curious if that's if, if we're gonna see like a giant transdimensional monster in the TV show if that if that's actually gonna happen because that'd be really awesome and that would be fucking bit, dope. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be a little bit more faithful to the source material. Um, so I'm just rambling. So, but I think it'd be really cool to see that Eldritch monster in the end. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, I agree with that, but I also agree on what you said about like Zack Snyder's ending being a little fulfilling as well. Um. I really like that he attempted to frame Dr. Manhattan and um, that I feel like that kind of convoluted plan is some shit that Ozymandias would come up with because he's insane, but he's a genius. But yeah, I would would have loved to see the Cthulhu monster. Well, there's hope now. (laughs) Ha ha. Don't fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me that. Give me the crowbar. Yeah, and and get Jeffrey Dean Morgan to come back as the comedian. Oh my god, yes. I know some people shit on the movie, but I think the casting for that movie was awesome. So just bring back Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Bring back the same guy who was who was. Just bring everyone who was in the movie and put him into the TV show because I loved I loved Rorschach and Osman Diaz and Silk Spectre and now and now we're not. No, the Night, Night, Night Owl. Owl. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like if you if you shit on the movie, I feel like you only watch the theatrical version. Because the theatrical version is bad. The director's cut is where it's at. Mm. And I also own the the ultimate cut. And that is like, I think, almost four and a half hours long. Seriously, I've never seen like the 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 director's cut or like that. Like oh, the ultimate cut. You know how like there's the comic within the comic book. Oh, they actually do that. Yeah, it's animated. What? So like what? Right? Okay. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, I need to I need to find that right now. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna see how how long it is. Oh yeah, I guess it's only like like three and a half hours. Thought it was longer. Hmm. I don't care. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. So, fans of Watchmen, you know, look out. And, um, oh yeah, and you haven't, you haven't read the, the DC Rebirth Watchmen stuff. Please do it. It's so good. If you haven't read Watchmen in general, please do it. That mm-hmm. book is amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those people that say that bet, um, Night Owls are knockoff of Batman. They're in the same fucking universe. <laughs> you look stupid. Uh, it's all good. Okay, uh, next on the news flash, 
let's talk a bit about Han Solo. So, this news broke out last week, um, and it was pretty shocking. Uh, but the previous directors for the Han Solo spinoff movie, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, most known for their work on the Lego movie, which is amazing, um, they were straight up fired on Monday. Um, and, uh, this was a statement, um, released by Lucasfilm and other film, well, filmmaker, oh, wow, okay, there was a statement released, uh, by Lucasfilm and the filmmakers, which eventually boiled down to creative differences uh, as the reason why the firing or the dropping or however, however you want to put it, uh, most people are, uh, think that, uh, the two were fired. And they were replaced by Ron Howard, who will step up and and finish directing the the Han Solo film. So this is crazy because this this has happened. Uh, this is happening right in the middle of production, uh, right in the middle of filming, and and I don't even know how far along they're they're into filming uh, or into the process. But you know, with when you're bringing in a new director, you know you get a bringing new visions and new directions and who knows how long this would impact the the release timeline well i don't and think it's I, gonna i don't think it's gonna impact the release um at all because it wasn't dated to come out this year it's dated to come out next year oh okay so okay. we still we still have a lot of time i mean they've filmed fucking tons of movies like, finished filming, like, just about as the release date came to, so. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I just read this, uh, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy sent a statement, uh, quote, at Lucasfilm, we believe in the highest goal of each film's to delight, caring for the spirit of the saga that George Lucas began 40 years ago. With that in mind, we're still to announce that Ron Howard will step in to direct the untitled Han Solo film. We have a wonderful script, an incredible cast and crew, and the absolute commitment to make a great movie. Filming will resume the 10th of July. Okay, so their filming is going to resume in less than two or three weeks. Um, but it just makes me wonder, like, why like what what creative differences? Um, I mean, we've seen this before with like. The Di- with Disney Marvel, Edgar Wright was canned from the Ant Man movie, and I I love Edgar Wright, and I would have loved to see Ant Man's movie or his Ant Man movie, and I don't know if Disney thought that an Edgar Wright movie would fit tonally with the overall Marvel MCU because it is a mega franchise and it is it does have a uh, particular setting and tone and maybe 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 with uh what's oh god what was his name lord and miller's vision uh maybe it was more comedic and i don't know or more of something that didn't jive with the rest of the vision that kathleen kennedy had and and that and kennedy's defense like she's she's like the longest running producer uh an architect of the star wars universe and under her we got 
you know, Force Awakens and Rogue One. So I feel like we should give them a great assault because they know they clearly know what they're doing. But at the same time, it's like it's really I think I think it's just interesting and curious to see what the like what's like the the how the gears turn of what what how do they decide oh this vision's not good enough or not in line with our vision and and why did they choose Ron Howard um, yeah and like for that like you said how much of it that they've already filmed are they going to scrap mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh i don't know um maybe he decided that Han shot first, and Disney was like, no, he did not. (laughs) (laughs) You're ruining everything. You started this fight over again. Um, I didn't start the fight. They stopped the fight. (laughs) They started it. Listen, this is why he was fired. He wanted Han to shoot first. Or maybe he didn't. I don't know. I'm not a director. I don't know these things. I'm not a director. (laughs) I'm not George Lucas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i for personally for me i feel like i feel like what happened or the, what makes most sense to me is that lord and miller uh they thought they were hired to do a star wars comedy and maybe kathleen kennedy believed or hired lord and miller initially to create a movie with a comedic touch but not lose out all that gravitas although i mean after saying that, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, the Lego Movie, like what when I first fe- uh, when I first heard that the Lego Movie was being made a thing, like I didn't. I was like, ah. Then I saw it, and what it was funny as hell, but it had a really, really deep emotional narrative and core to it. So, I mean, if the reason was that that Lord and Miller were fired because they were like Lucasfilm was afraid that they were just gonna make a comedy and not lose out on like deeper elements that make star wars star wars like like i don't know i think lord and miller were perfectly capable of that but i guess we'll see uh i mean ron howard is a very talented director um kathleen kennedy and the rest of lucasfilm they know what they're doing under their stewardship we've got some amazing star wars movies in the in the past couple of years especially rogue one oh um, rogue one was fucking perfect mm-hmm so, I think it, I think it's uh, for me. I think it's curious, but you know, I th- it's it's not up to me. I think I think Lucasfilm they they they've been doing this for a long time. They know exactly what they want, and I think they know what the audience wants. So I also feel like at the end of the day, um, as much as people hate to hear it, Disney delivers. They do. They like, really do. They. They know how to please their fans. They know what the fans want, and that's what they're—that's what they're doing. All right, I'm gonna leave the first news topic for last because it's fucking awesome one. Yeah. But uh, Overwatch Watch 2017. What up? It's back. Um. So there's a way to get a gold loot box. All you have to do is sign up for Twitch Prime or link your Twitch to your Amazon Prime account and then link that to your Battle.net account. It's a lot of fucking linking. But I, I didn't even know you could link your Battle.net to your Twitch or is it your Amazon or both? Uh, both. Both. Okay. 
So you have to link your Twitch to your Amazon Prime and then link your Amazon Prime Twitch to Battle.net. And if that is linked to your PS4, Xbox One, <laughs> you will get a gold loot box. So much linking. <laughs> that seems way too complicated. But but it but. sounds more complicated than it is. I was able to link all of this in two minutes. <laughs> oh oh my god, Andy. Linking's and your superpower. <laughs> what the gold loot box does it is it's a guaranteed legendary skin. A guaranteed legendary? Yeah. That's all. Who'd you get? Uh I got Reinhardt. Yo, awesome. So very cool. But yeah. Definitely definitely do it. Um I believe that ends next month. Um the first of next month. But until then you have a few more days. Awesome. So get and those loot boxes, get that legendary skin. Get that legendary. Um I don't I remember reading something, uh correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Blizzard doing something to um fix the drop rates on loot boxes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, so that was that was something that happened last week or two weeks ago? No. Uh it's in PTR at the moment. Okay. But Blizzard is fixing um drop rate of duplicates. Oh, thank God. So if oh you my have God. an item, I have so many items and almost every single one of my loot boxes are duplicates. So what they're doing to fix that is they're going to lower the drop percentage of duplicates. They are also going to increase the in-game currency duplicates give you. Oh, that is great. Because um, for the the one-year anniversary of Overwatch, um, I missed... A, like I, I was going to so many conventions and I only... I basically only played like a weekend of Overwatch anniversary stuff, which is really bad. But uh, I ended up shelling, I don't know what, uh, f- uh, 30, no, 40, $40 in loot boxes. And I got so many duplicates and it was so maddening. And like the only reason I, I got my, my Genji Super Sentai skin was that I got so many duplicates. I, I, I accumulated so that much gold to, to buy him, but it was just so annoying. Like, like every single loot drop is like, oh, duplicates, duplicates. All right, so I'm ah. gonna give you, I'm gonna give you my scenario of that year anniversary. I started off with six thousand gold, so I was already guaranteed to buy two, um, two legendaries. But before I bought my legendaries, I was like, I'm gonna buy some loot boxes. So over the over the course of the two weeks. I acquired so many duplicates that I had, I think, 7,500 gold. Then I bought 24 loot boxes, and at the end of it, I had 9,000 currency. So I had so many duplicates, I got 1,500 in-game currency worth of duplicates. Now, for those of you who don't know... Duplicates only give you like fifteen gold. It it they give you pennies. It's bad. So how the fuck did I acquire fifteen hundred? You you were playing a lot of Overwatch 
No, Android. that was from buying loot boxes. Oh, that's from buying. Oh no, that's even worse. <laughs> Wizard, what are you doing? I uh, mean, they're fixing the problem now. But... Yeah, but but, uh, but did you get the legendary skins that you want? I, I think I, I recall you said you bought mo- I, the ones. Yeah, I bought most of the ones I wanted. Mm-hmm. I bought uh, Farah's, Genji, and Hanzo's. Nice. Um, I won. I won uh Symmetra's and Roadhog's, and I bought. I I basically I hands down the only thing I wanted was Genji's Super Sentai skin, and I bought that. So that's cool. Um, but I was just so annoyed. I was like, oh, throw my money at my boot. Just give me anything, and all I got was monies and Symmetra. Um, but it's, I I I'm I'm pretty happy with Symmetra because. Um, I've been playing with her more often. Oh my god, I love Symmetra skin. Yeah, it's so good. But uh, Blizzard, you're doing you're you're on the right path with with PTR. So um, just make it, yes. So thank you for listening to your audience. Oh yeah, and apparently um also for Overwatch Watch 2017, um some someone got into like the update patch for summer games and blizzard has summer games listed as summer games 2017 slash doomfist oh so oh it's looking very very possible that we're gonna get doomfist next month finally how long have we been waiting for doomfist like five months yeah almost (laughs) maybe almost a year or two yeah he was he was Rumored, like, right after Ana was dropped? Ana was the wow. first... Was Ana the first character? The first uh, add-on character? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he was... He was rumored back when she dropped, so... And since then, we've gotten Sombra and Orisa. Just just give us the Doofus. Give us, ter- give us Terry Crews, please. Uh, and I will give you my monies. Yes. But and give me less that, drop rates. Yes. <laughs> Cut out that bullshit. Cool. So, lots of cool things to look forward to for Overwatch Watch 2017. Hell yeah. So keep Hell on yeah. watching for that Overwatch Watch. Woo! And link those profiles to get your gold loot box. Yeah, it's like five profiles. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's cap it off with the last piece of news in Newsflash. Um, so, Future Trunks is officially announced for Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters? I don't know how to pronounce that. Is it Fighter Z or Fighters? I'm calling it Fighter Z. Fighter Z. Um, the, the, what, I think hands down one of the biggest breakout announcements for E3. This looks amazing and, and I, in an issue of Weekly Jump, uh, Future Trunks has been confirmed as a playable character. Um, this adds to the current roster to a total of seven. So Trunks is joining Goku, Vegeta, Kid Gohan, Perfect Cell, Frieza, and Fat Majin Buu. So in the ep- in the issue of Weekly Jump, we're, we're only treated to one screenshot of Future Trunks in the magazine. So that's the only reason why we know. Uh, he's in it and he's playable. He's in a Super Saiyan form, um, and rocking uh, the classic purple 
Capsicorp jacket. Uh, it's unknown whether it's going to be the purple-haired Future Trunks from the from the OG Dragon Ball Z, or if it's going to be the retcon blue hair from Super. Uh, seeing that all these characters are from the Dragon Ball Z area so far, uh, and we haven't heard of any confirmed news that super characters are going to be in here or are going to be included in future patches or whatnot. Um, I thought they said I'm, that it was um, fighters throughout the entire the entirety of Dragon Ball like okay. universe. So, hmm. I'm not sure. Okay, so all right, well, like, who would you have? Like purple or blue haired trunks? I like purple. I, mean, I just, feel like purple just because nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like blue-haired Super Trunks should be a different character. Because it's from a different timeline. I think it's kind of weird that they gave him blue hair. Um, mm. And then they kind of just played it off like, oh yeah, he's always had blue hair. But like, like, uh, but like, they didn't bother to change the flashbacks of like, from Dragon Ball Z, anything with... <laughs> Future Trunks, like, he still had the purple <laughs> hair. So it's like, uh, what? They, maybe he, he went through, like, an emo scene phase where he's, just, he's like, I don't want my purple hair, so he started start dying in blue, just to be edgy and cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> scene Trunks <know>. confirmed. <laughs> scene Trunks confirmed. Uh, I don't know. I, I think... Yeah, I was... Um... Weren't they trying to, like, maybe it was, like, a happy compromise to... No, I, that doesn't make sense with, with GT. I don't know. Um, God, Wait, I don't know. What, what about GT? Because, like, like, cause, like the GT trunks also had, like, bluish, or not greenish hair. No, what, what am I talking about? Bluish hair, right? Or was it also purple? God, I don't remember. GT How trunks had purple hair. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> okay, so I should, I should, I should keep... keep Know what? Keep it purple. Super, what are you doing? You're you're ruining the timeline just like Barry. You're horrible. I feel like if they wanted to play it off like Oh, Trunks has always had blue hair, they should have just They should have just did that for my satisfaction, like changed his hair in the flashbacks as well. Yeah. Cause it's weird that like they're like, oh, you remember when we did this? And when they look back to it, it's like, wait, Trunks had purple hair and now he has blue. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, if you're going to do a retcon, make it, just make it a thorough retcon. And and I'm mad no <laughs> one said anything about it. Not one <laughs> Dragon Ball Z character had brought that up. No one was like, hey, wasn't your hair purple? Like, that would have been my first initial reaction, especially coming from <laughs> Goku. Goku's yeah. the one that recognizes this shit. Yeah. Or Vegeta. Vegeta could have <laughs> Vegeta, been like, Vegeta, your hair you're not my son. My son has purple hair. <laughs> or uh, no one questioned why Young Trunks has purple hair and Future Trunks has blue hair. Like, what the fuck? It's. Uh, Toriyama, get your palette, your color palettes straight. You're you're confusing everyone. I don't know. Are we, are, we, are we too hair. mad about this? Are we too salty about purple hair versus blue hair? I think it's important. <laughs> that's uh. that's like them deciding to change Super Saiyan, like standard ass Super Saiyan, to like I don't know, green. Yeah, like green, and be like, no, nah, it was always green. 
Man, you tripping? You, like all your yellow hair? <laughs> what Flash, universe would that? <laughs> flashback to when Goku first turned Super Saiyan yellow <laughs> hair, and he has green now. Uh, yeah, that would be too much work to go back and like recolor all the original cells, and and it's like, but 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 no 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 no. But you threw that black and white filter so that we knew it was a flashback. <laughs> No, like no, no, we ran out we ran out of money. It wasn't the budget. <laughs> I feel like um, it can't be that hard. Like you you take the, the media file into like MS Paint and just like screw <laughs> <laughs> the bucket tool and just uh, right click on blue and then I mean left click on blue and then left click on the hair. And that's it, the hair's blue. GG. Yeah, Andy, it's up to us. We got, we gotta go. We gotta go to the footage and 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 be like DB DBZ abridged and do our own edits and use MS Paint and re and create the true canon of Dragon Ball Dragon Ball hair. Do It'll be know, awesome. Do you know why I chose MS Paint out of everything? I could have no. said, said fucking Photoshop. I used MS Paint because it's the shittiest painting. <laughs> Software you can have, but it'll, it'll get the message but it across. Can get the job done. It'll, it'll get the job done. People will know. People will appreciate our efforts. If I can do it with MS Paint, you can do it with fucking million dollar programs. Yeah, I can do it with like Adobe Premiere and just like you know, take a paintbrush and then change the filter to like overlay or color dodge, and bam, it's done. I could do that shit with. Fucking uh, Instagram. <laughs> or Snapchat. <laughs> you can definitely do it with Snapchat. Oh, oh my god. Yes. Andy, this is our side project. And, on, and whenever we get back to Dragon Chat, we're going to devote an entire special to the in and outs and behind the scenes commentary and how we fixed Dragon Ball and Trunks for good. <laughs> uh, Alright, we should move anyway, on for sure. On. Anyway, so uh, just, to, just to wrap things up, so in the screenshot, uh, it looks like Trunks is using his Heat Dome attack. Um, this was one of the attacks he used when fighting Future Perfect Cell. And it looks awesome, and we can't wait to play Trunks in um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. So, can't wait for that game. This game is so hype. I cannot wait. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, new slash is done. Let's hop into our first topic. So, we were struggling for topics, and then I mentioned this topic, and Andy had his topic, so or uh, mentioned it as well. So my, I'm super excited to talk about Warhammer 40k and miniature wargaming, um, a new hobby. Well, a quote unquote new hobby that I'm visiting or or entering. Um, the reason I say quote unquote. Um, entering or re-entering is uh, I've been a really really a longtime fan of the Warhammer 40k universe. And for anyone who doesn't know what 40k is, it's based on a miniature wargaming. It's a strategic wargame where you use uh, miniatures that you you cut out and you glue and you paint and you create and build your own armies. 
And in this universe, humanity has created an empire that spans across the entire galaxy, uh, or across multiple galaxies. And its empire spans into like billions and billions of planets. But it's a very super, super grim, dark universe. It's like this universe out of any canon of like sci-fi fiction, it is the absolute worst to live in because the humanity is like on the brink of extinction. It's being attacked from all sides by like forces of chaos, like these 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 gods of chaos who want nothing more to like murder and torture you. And then like aliens of, of all kinds that also want to eat you and destroy you and and the humanity's threatened from within by traitors and heretics and um it's up to you to uh to play one of these factions with this this huge sprawling super grim dark but super amazing universe so yes you have different factions you so you have uh the imperium which is the 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 empire of man which is divided into the Imperial Guard, which is, like, this massive, massive uh, army of, like, soldiers and, and, like, tanks and, like, troopers, as well as the Space Marines, which are these, like, genetically altered superhuman soldiers. Um, and then you fight against the Forces of Chaos, which are former Space Marines um, and, their, and their minions that were corrupted by... The, the forces of chaos and now they're they're all like super demonic and they they want nothing more to destroy humanity and 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 reign over the universe and then you have the xenos which are aliens so you got um the eldar which are like think of them as like the protoss from from starcraft or or um the tyranids they're similar to the zerg from starcraft like these very insectoid uh, bug-like creatures, so a mix of like uh, the xenomorphs and the bugs from like. When when uh, you say Zerg, all I can think of is Emperor Zerg from Toy Story. Toy Story, yes, an army of toys that want to eat you. <laughs> and alive. him like shooting the gun that shoots out like the the Nerf balls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true facts. So the 40k universe is just. This giant world where there's nonstop war and violence and chaos and and you you choose an army and choose a faction you build your own army and you duke it out and I was introduced to the 40k universe uh, I guess like seven years ago because um, in college jeez it's that um, old it's it's been around for a really long time actually let me let me do a fat check. Um, I want to say it's been out since the 80s. I know uh, Warhammer's been around for a while, but I don't know the 40K was... Yeah, so Warhammer 40K's been around since 1987. Jesus wow. Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I, I was introduced to, uh, to it seven years ago because my friends, they were all crazy into the lore or as uh, a lot of uh, 40k players call it they call it the fluff and the lore of 40k is amazing like like it's so rich and fleshed out and they they have uh like they have this thing called the black library which is the, this entire collection 
of novels set within the 40k universe and some of these works are really really great uh actually dan abnett uh who who's really really famous for working on alien isolation and a lot of the guardians of the galaxy comic books um a lot of his he's really really well known in the 40k universe because he's written some very famous uh 40k novels uh like eisenhorn uh ravner pariah um he's most like i think he's most well known for the eisenhorn trilogy and i cannot recommend those books enough um so i was introduced to the lore because like my my friends would just talk about it uh when we're hanging out they would just cry out memes and they would play uh the rts games warhammer 40k dawn of war specifically dawn of war 2 uh, which was an amazing um, strategy RTS strategy game. I feel like uh, so we've, we've heard you mention that. Yeah, it's like, really really good. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so good, and I, I'm sorry, I love it. And like Dawn of War three came out recently, and that's so good too. Um, but fast forward to uh, last weekend, um, so June seventeenth on Saturday, uh, eighth edition of the fort of the 40k rule book for the for the miniature wargaming uh stuff it, it was released and it's been getting a lot of rave reviews i was working in columbus ohio for the origins game fair at that time um but yesterday or well friday and yesterday um i picked up uh the new rule book a starter set and a bunch of painting and sculpting tools because I've always, always wanted to play the the miniature wargaming stuff. Um, but I never really, I never really dipped my toe into the pool because one, some of the figurines are a little bit expensive. It's a, it's, a, it's a bit of an expensive hobby. Uh, but two, I never more so than two, I never really had um a friend group that uh was around i mean i i me and my friends tried to play back in the day but like we just never got around to it and then we all live in different parts of the country now and i this is by complete accident but i I found out there was a games workshop slash warhammer store literally like five minutes away from my house so now i'm i'm i have this built-in community who i i i can just drive five minutes away so i can just hang out and and paint my models or just just pick up a random game with a random stranger and um and then have these incredibly talented people just give me resources and advice and tips and how to dive into this hobby and the the game store owner kevin he was really awesome and he guided me through like everything i needed to know he set me up with all my all the all the base essentials and with eighth edition with which just came out uh a lot of the rooms are streamlined and he actually like ran i just stopped by randomly yesterday and he's like oh yeah you're here i'm gonna give you a crash course lesson so basically uh i took his spot while he was playing a game with another random customer and i i played my first full game like my first real game of 40k as well as first game of eighth edition and it was so much fun like i was playing the space marines and i was fighting the necrons 
I think of the Necrons as like the the T-1000s from the Terminator franchise, but their entire army, uh, and they have like different factions, and they, they carry like these cannons that vaporize you into a second, and I won my first match, I thought it was beginner's luck, but I, I, I had so much fun, and now I'm hooked, and so now I, I like now I I actually have a space and a like a, a potential friend group and pool where I could just hang out like an hour after work just, and just like you know paint minis and like geek out with people and just p- play random pickup games and I'm so excited because uh, I, I I've never really fully dived into the world of miniature painting and 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 wargaming and now that I have this space and these resources and these really awesome people around, uh, I feel like a lot more confident than I was in the back because I, I picked up a couple of models in the, in the years past, but like, I was just so, so afraid of like painting and, and like ruining my models. And like, there wasn't really a game store that was like five minutes. Like the closest one was like 30 minutes away or like 40 minutes away. So, um, so the stars are in alignment. I, I'm so excited to, really really dive into the the episode of like the true origins of my 40k fandom because it more than anything it started out as a miniature wargaming i i picked it up through the games and through the books but now i'm i'm into the og fandom i'm really excited to explore all of it so as chris brought this up to me um ha- so happened to be last week uh i live down a i i live right next door to a crap uh craft like place so i went in there for a box so that i can ship something out and she started talking to me about how they started carrying warhammer stuff and how they they're gonna start up warhammer wednesdays so i was thinking about getting into it and then chris brought this up to me and i was like well now i have to <laughs> now we got it so now that now now that we're gonna go to new york comic-con I'm gonna bring my Warhammer stuff. We're gonna go. We're gonna find a random Cali table. Cam. Caliente. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna just grab all the tables of Cali, Cab Caliente, eat some tacos, burritos, and play some Warhammer. And I don't think Stan and Ryan would be so confused. But then we're gonna. Speaking, but, speaking of Stan, Stan just commented on my um, Drake Bell as a Robin teaser. He said featuring Josh Peck as Slade. Ah. Uh, <laughs> But he still has to use the crowbar, though. It's definitely the crowbar. <laughs> it's definitely the crowbar. Oh, man. So, when you were, um, when you were talking with the the people at the craft store, like, did they walk through, like, any of the lore or any of the factions? or They I- got, um, a little bit into it, and I was able to read, like, one of the pages of the rules, and I was able to like look around um, the rule book. Mm-hmm. But it seems pretty interesting. Um, I, I definitely want to give it a try. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess we'll see when it comes to there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's going to be my side project um, when I have any downtime to kill. Um... Because uh, with the starter, the starter set actually it's it's a really good value. It's like um, it's like a, it's a, it's a, the the starter set's called Dark Imperium. It costs like one hundred sixty dollars. Um, 
So with it, it includes the 8th edition core rulebook, which in itself, it costs like $60. And it includes uh, a bunch of die. Um, it includes two different factions. So in this one, uh, includes a faction of the Space Marines, uh, which is called the Primarius Ultramarines, and the Death Guard. The Death Guard is one of the Chaos Space Marines. So th- these are basically like the superhuman soldiers, but all corrupted and demonic-like. So um, the Death Guard, uh, think of them as like uh, they're they're corrupted by the God of Decay. So they have like 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 they're oozing with toxins and poison and disease. So like they're like they're like if Muck and Grimer. We're, we're like military <laughs> soldiers. That's that's basically so they shoot like poison stuff. It's awesome. Um, so they so those are the two main factions that come with the starter set. Um, it comes with a bunch of like other cool like rule books specific to those two factions, and it's a really good value. Um, so in my downtime, I'm be I'm gonna primarily be um, painting and sculpting and assembling the Death Guard. Because that's my cup of tea, and with the other side, I might convert them to a different army called the Blood Angels. And the Blood Angels are another faction, uh, but they specialize in close quarters combat, and they have jetpacks. And like, holy shit, that's what I'm gonna do. So they're basically Boba Fett meets Iron Fist. Basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Awesome. So good. Well, can't so. wait to hear or and talk about our Warhammer 40k experience. Hell yeah! Um, are you into RTS games like StarCraft or because like I love Dawn of War three. It's really good. So if you ever want to jump in and play Dawn of War, it's so. I'll give so it. Good. I'll definitely give it a try. Excellent. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you, any of you guys are 40k fans or. Or fans of miniature wargaming. I know there's other uh, miniature wargaming games out there, like War Machine. Um, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. War Machine's the only, <laughs> the only one that I'm thinking of at the moment. Uh, but yeah, like, give us a tweet or shout out or let us know. And uh, and yes, Blood for the Blood God. Um, oh, hell yeah. Uh, so do you want to go over comic book pools? Hell yeah. Into the, into the comic book pools. Uh, this week we got Batman and Elmer Fudd. Um, Hell yeah. And Edge of Venom verse number one. Excellent. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Edge of Venom verse, well, Batman and Elmer Fudd is just kind of self-explanatory. Uh, Elmer Fudd's gonna hunt the bat. <laughs> Let's see uh, how that goes. <laughs> I think it's gonna be amazing. I don't think it's gonna be as amazing as a uh, <laughs> as a uh, Lobo and Wildly Coyote hunting the Roadrunner. <laughs> but um, and Edge of Venomverse is um basically like Spider Verse. Uh, it's gonna be the Spider Verse of the Venom series, and as uh, Stan explained, I believe it was last week. It's gonna like basically in- bring back Eddie Brock as Venom. 
Ooh, yeah. So. And, yeah, we talked about it before. Um, I mean, I guess we were, we were split on whether or not we wanted Eddie Brock back. And uh, I think there was a big consensus that we, we, we really love, like, Flash Thompson. Well, not uh, only that, we, we also discussed that they turned Eddie Brock into a dick again. Yeah, so it erased like a years of character development. Yeah, so. like his. Oh my god, he went through such an amazing character development, and they basically were like, "Oh, we fucked it up again." Because comics, because retcons, because reboots, because <gasps> because things. So, but but yeah, yeah. And then onward to your polls, Chris. Yeah. So, um. I found out about this through Kevin Smith's um, Fat Man on Batman podcast, and I guess I, 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 I dropped off of my radar for a little bit, and I just, uh, I, I actually, I think we mentioned this on a previous episode. Um, we definitely did. Oh yeah, with yeah, with Adam West's um, memorial tribute, um, but. Um, Batman 66 meets Wonder Woman 77, uh, issue number six comes out this week. Um, so I haven't actually picked up any of the other issues, um, but I love Batman 66 and this idea of like Linda Carter, Wonder Woman and Adam West, Batman teaming up. I think it's amazing. And this particular issue, I think is an amazing issue to just hop in on, um, because, uh, I guess like Batman sixty six version of Ra's al Ghul is is appearing here, which sounds amazing. Oh, that, I, that is like, amazing. Yeah, this 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 series is amazing already because it introduces a like an older version of Burt Ward. So it's Burt Ward Nightwing, and that's, what? That's just, <laughs> yes, yeah, he's on the cover. He's on the, it's great. Like I remember in the podcast, like when we were talking about. The pitch for it, they, it features a Burt Ward Nightwing where he, he was wearing like bell bottoms and like a disco, like a disco cowl, and he has like chest hair, and, like sh- peeking out. I was like, this sounds ridiculous and awesome. And the fact that now that you have like a, a somewhat campy but still serious Rachel Ghoul threatening Gotham City, and and Wonder Woman's there to help out. This sounds so good and i need it in my life right now so so andy i feel like you should check it out just 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 because of the fact that there's a burt ward nightwing i am uh trying to google this picture but i cannot find it all right hold on let me so oh oh i found it <laughs> you found it yeah isn't that costume dope it it's looks amazing. so sick <laughs> uh I love it. I need uh, Burt Ward Nightwing. <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're going to end up doing, like, I guess a Justice League kind of comic book with 66 Batman, uh, 77 Wonder Woman. and uh, wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be the Super Friends? Supes. Or, or, uh, I guess it could be the Super Friends. Yeah. I'd, I'd much rather, like... A funny ass Justice League from like yeah. back then with goofy Adam West Batman. That'd be great. Oh, wait, I'm, now I'm wondering who voiced Batman in the Super Friends. It was definitely it definitely wasn't Adam West. Um, 
I don't know. But yeah, you know what? Do that. We need a Batman 66, Wonder Woman 77, uh, Christopher Reeves Superman? But I think Christopher Reeves was like 80s, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, wasn't there a TV show? A Superman TV oh, show? In oh, the, you're sticking on the... the 90s? Um, the, no, I mean, it not was, the 90s. Uh, it was like the it was like the fifties. Oh god! It was uh, I know it. Ma- I want to say it's like Max Flesher Superman. Yeah, it is the fifties. Yeah. So we can have fifties. Uh... Oh, was it George Reeves? No, it's Christopher Reeves. Um. Well, at least for the movie. Oh, well, okay. Well, well for the. What I was talking about the um no, in the 1940- oh Adventures of Superman in 1950 it was played by George Reeves oh that's right okay good good call good call yeah so nice. it would be um George Reeves meets Adam West Batman <laughs> meets 77 Wonder Woman yes the and Trinity they need to come out with like a bullshit 66 Martian Manhunter. Oh yes, that'd be awesome! Oh my god, can you imagine? Can you imagine like fifties or sixties era Green Lantern or Aquaman or yes, <laughs> even Green Arrow? Oh my god, Green Arrow would yes, be great. Yes, yes. You know, you know how um, uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold uh like revisited the Silver Age of Batman. They should do that with like. Like, make a new Super Friends, but make it, like, fun and not so mockable. Because, I don't know, I actually had a- I still have a personal fondness for Super Friends. But I think a lot of people still shit on it, especially Aquaman. And, you know, thank goodness Jason Momoa will finally shut those people up. But I would love to see, like, the creators of the Batman, the Brave and the Bold take on uh, the Justice League in that same tone. That'd be awesome. The Brave and the Bold was an awesome series. It was so good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So. But yeah, so looking well, looking forward to that sixty six Rajah Ghoul. Yeah. If you look at the cover, like he's, it's this Rajah Ghoul is so ridiculous. He's like he just he's just straight like straight up reclining posing and and it's it's so ridiculous and awesome. And this cover looks so beautiful. It also has um um. Oh god, uh, Batgirl, Batgirl, and uh, Catwoman on it. So it looks like an ensemble cast, and I can't wait for this issue. And it also related to Batman sixty six news and Adam West news. Um, again, rest in power, uh, Adam West. Um, he he did manage to give us one last Batman work before he passed away. He did voicing for a sequel to the the previous. Batman and Robin Cape Crusader animated movie that came out in 2016. Uh, there's going to be a 2017 release called Batman The Cape Crusaders vs. Two-Face, which is going to be released sometime later in 2017. And William Shatner is going to be voicing Two-Face. Um, so the two are going to face off. And uh, I'm really excited about this. And I'm you really know glad. what's really awesome about this? Mm-hmm. Batman 66 got canceled just as they were going to do Two-Face. Oh, on the, on the TV show? Yeah. What? That's yeah, crazy. so like we never got to see 66 Two-Face because it got canceled. But that was and- like 
that was the works for like a soon to be episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's coming full circle. Been awesome. It would have been awesome. But it's coming for a circle, and and Adam is going for one last hurrah, one last rodeo. Oh yeah. Um, God, I love Batman sixty six. It is so good. Oh. Uh, yeah. Cool. I think I think that's it for pools. Unless you have anything else to add on? Uh, no, I think that's it. Cool. Um, so on to your topic. Yeah, so I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball lately. Oh, so you're, you're re-watching all of it? I've never actually finished the oh, series. Oh, okay, okay. So I've only ever gotten up to episode, like, 20-ish. Okay. And uh, as of now, I am on episode 122. Oh, uh, so, uh, which arc is that? Um, I just finished the King Piccolo arc. Oh, so, nice. like, literally the last episode I watched was Goku killing King Piccolo. That's awesome. Um, and Goku's about to, like, meet Kami for the first time. So, I, re- I really love this show. Mm. Um, besides the slow start of the Red Ribbon Army arc. Mm. Uh, the King Piccolo arc was just fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I like, it, I'm, I haven't watched like Dragon Ball in a very long time, so a lot of it's rusty. So I might have to join you on rewatching everything. But I'm curious to ask you, like, you know, especially with Dragon Ball Super, which I feel like more than any other the Dragon Ball franchise, it, it, it references itself so much. So like. I know you're pretty much caught up with Super, so, like, when you're re-watching uh, Dragon Ball and you've been watching Super, like, have you gotten any, like, oh my god, they, they referenced this in Super, or or um, or um did you just pick up on any things that you didn't before? Um, I wouldn't say I picked up on things, or, like, had, like, uh, a moment where, like, I was like, oh my god, they related. Oh, this was in Super. But um, I know when they were like trying to perfect the evil containment wave and mm-hmm. like. Mafuba! And um, Roshi's master like died using it and Roshi died using it and Tien was willing to die using it. I was like, we've come so far because. Fucking Future Trunks was able to do it and, like, not even break a sweat. Yeah, like, on the first try. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, even Piccolo, like, Piccolo knew how to use it. It was just, like, that 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 technique has come so far. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just the characters that have come so far. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I had one of those moments where it was, like... Wow, this was so less broken back then and so much more broken now. Because <laughs> they can just use that shit on anything. They can use the evil containment wave on fucking Boo. They should have. <laughs> they should have. Well, they completely forgot about it. <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> um, there's also, like, I don't know, hearing, like, young, uh, like Christopher Sabat's um, take on Piccolo back in Dragon Ball, sounding a little different than like the Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. version of Piccolo. It was it was just 
like kind of new for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, who? Wait, is uh, does Sean Schimmel still do Young Goku in the English? No, dub? Sean Schimmel doesn't do Young Goku. Okay. Uh, the voice actor for Young Goku is the voice actor for Kid Gohan in uh, Dragon Ball Z. Okay, that's and cool. And then she also, if I'm not mistaken, voices Goten. Okay, okay. So she's voiced basically Goku's entire family. That's awesome. <laughs> um... And Bulma's voice actor is the same. Um, it did strike me weird that Goku and Yajirobe seem to be at the same power in this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird not seeing Yajirobe as like a little coward. Yeah. Oh, Yajirobe. So I, I see a lot of things in this and I'm just like, well, that's changed. Yeah. Like Yamcha being useful. <laughs> <laughs> Like Yacha being somewhat of a credible threat. Meanwhile, Yacha wasn't asked to be part of the Team Seven team, and then they asked Frieza to be their t- on their team. Said, and Yacha's like, "What the hell?" Oh, that uh, the like Facebook message thing. Yeah, yeah, that was too funny. Oh. Yeah, and then Gohan sending pictures of, like, every time he got owned in Dragon Ball Z. Including the baseball episode. <laughs> and Yamcha's like, who the hell's taking these pictures? <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, are you gonna marathon through the Dragon Ball movies? Or the films? Um, so yeah, like, The Legend of Shenlong. So now I'm... I'm actually in the final season of Dragon Ball. Okay. Because Goku killing King Piccolo was the um, the end of season four. So now I'm starting season five, which is uh, the new tournament arc slash King Piccolo Jr. And then there are four movies, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. there's Legend of Shenlong in 1986, Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle in 1987, um... Great Mystical Adventure in 1988, and uh, 1996, The Path to Power, uh, to commemorate the anime's 10th anniversary. So I don't know um, where these movies take place, but I think I'll probably like watch one a night, maybe. Nice. I'll, I'll attempt to watch them through. I guess right after I watch the fourth Dragon Ball movie... Or, like, finish the series. I should finally watch the movie uh, World's Strongest. Because I, wa- I haven't watched that movie. But I think that one and Lord Slug. Is it Lord Slug? No, not Lord Slug. Tree of Might? Is it Tree of Might that takes place before Dragon Ball Z? I don't... Uh... It might, it might, because Piccolo's not in it. So, Tree of Might... Let's see. Tree of Might. Um, Alright, so Tree of Might is the third Dragon Ball Z feature film. Oh, wait. uh, Piccolo is in Tree of Might. Never mind. Oh, yeah, you're right. So maybe it's World's Strongest? Alright, so Dead Zone is before 
Okay, so it's Dead Zone and the Bardock special, obviously. Um, World's Strongest, it says, takes place during the Vegeta Saga. So does Tree of Might and Lord Slug. I don't know. I've still never seen World's Strongest. I've watched Dead Zone like a million times. Mm. I don't know why, because that movie is garbage, but whatever. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta watch, you know, some trash. Sometimes you do. Oh, yeah. I I know we touched about this before. So, like, Dead Zone's with Garlic Jr., and sometimes, like, you know, the movies aren't considered canon, but then the Garlic Jr. saga was a thing, even though it was, like, a filler arc. So does... Do the movies make itself canon because of that? I think I think the movies are canon because if the, if they are canon, that's the only reason. Well, that, that's how Broly can be real because I want Broly to be real and I lo- I love Kale, uh, but I want Broly to be real and in canon. Well, actually, with Super, we'll see because if if Kale transforms into the legendary Super Saiyan and they mention Broly. The minute that happens, it's immediately canon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll get to know if it's canon pretty soon. But do you think? Do you consider the movies canon? Uh, I guess some of them, some of them would make sense to be canon. Like um, the Tapion movie, I don't, I don't consider that canon because our timeline Trunks never uses a sword, nor does. He mentioned that he even owns one. Like Oh, that's true. What else? I'm trying to think what other movies could be disproved. Goku's used Super Dragon Fist before, so that would probably be canon. The Tree of Might is just completely irrelevant. Lord Slug, Goku almost goes Super Saiyan, so... Yeah, semi-Saiyan. Well, we didn't even know what it was at the time of the release... So, there's that. There's a bunch of shit. I guess we'll one day have to, like, sit down and dragon cast this. We, we yeah. You know what? I, yeah, Goku, like, Gogeta hasn't been a thing yet. Like, aside from movie number 12, which is BS. I mean, they, they, they've done Vegito, Vegito recently, but I want Gogeta in, like, super. They have to do it. Yeah, I want Gogeta. Um, the only other time we got Gogeta was GT. Mm-hmm. But who the fuck wants that? Uh, that's also, yeah. like, another can of worms that's uncannon. Yeah. We need we need to get Stan back on and, like, just dragon chat this out. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, yeah, but all, all in all, that's pretty awesome. You've been, so how long have you, you been marathoning? the Dragon Ball, like, like last month? Uh, I'd say about, like, two or three months now. Um, I watched, like, two or three episodes before work every day. I'd definitely recommend it for, to watch, or even rewatch for that matter. Just pick up after the Red Ribbon Army arc. That Um, arc sucks. Yeah... Yeah, but without it, we wouldn't have, like, Dr. Giroux and Friends and Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it it just took too long, and I hated Commander Red, and I hated Commander Blue, and I was just so done with it by halfway. 
was just like, yeah. oh my god. I feel ya, I feel ya. But, but yeah, that's, yeah cool. that's the show. That's the show. Uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you, Andy, for being so on point this episode. Stan and Ryan, we miss you. Come back soon. Um, and thank you guys. Thank you listeners for sticking around and uh, and going with us as we nerd out over Han Solo, 40K, and Dragon Ball, and Elmer Fudd fighting Batman and stuff. So it's awesome. Um, so if you enjoy our episode, uh, leave us a comment, leave us an email, leave us anything. We, we'd love to talk to you guys. So you can find us uh, in a variety of ways. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at SuperNerdPals. You can find us at SuperNerdPals.com. Uh, you can email us at pals at SuperNerdPals.com. And uh, as always, you can always find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast player of your choice. Um, we, we, we will provide the RSS feed in the show notes so you can upload it to any podcast player of your choosing. Um, as always, you can join our rampant and robust and hilarious, uh, hilarious community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash super nerd pals. And, uh, we also have Instagram, so you can follow us on Instagram at super nerd pals. Um, you can find us on uh, individually on Twitter as well. Uh, so you can find me, Chris Sampson on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. And you can find Stan on Twitter at StanDoom. Doom! Doom! And you can find Ryan on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. Exactly, thank you. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, uh, please like, rate, share, and subscribe, and definitely give us a review on iTunes. And be our pals. Uh, be our pals. Uh, leaving us a review on iTunes is very important because we got to beat the iTunes algorithm and the the more positive reviews that we get, um, the more exposed we get uh, in the iTunes algor- algorithm. And we also love to hear your feedback. So leave us a review on what you like and didn't like and constructive feedback and, and let us know how we can make the, better, or the show better for you guys. Um, and until then, we'll see you next week. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Peace out.